Hey everybody, this is Beans, and it is disclaimer time. Vam and I are not sexperts, and though Nurse Ivy is a medical expert, our advice is still for entertainment purposes only. If you have a serious medical concern, please, please, please consult your physician and do not wait for any answers from Nurse Ivy. <laughs> and, of course, our Sex Talk podcast is intended for mature audiences. So don't get any ideas, Timmy. Enjoy! Here we go, here we go again Trying hard but you wanna be my friend Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to Here we go, here we go again I'm a bluff, I'ma be you till the end I'm the one you ride, I'm the one you ride to If you don't wanna change Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to If you don't wanna change I can help you I'm Bam. I'm Beans. And I'm Ivy. Hello, Hello nurse. This is our Sex Talk podcast. Where we like to talk about sex. And we encourage you to talk about sex with us. Especially while we have our medical professional with us. Ow, ow. Anyways, the uh, email is bamandbeans at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook with our weekly Would You Rathers. Ivy, I must say... It is a huge honor to have you here with us today. I cannot wait to talk about medical mishaps with you. Sounds great. Thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited to talk about this. Uh, People seem to get embarrassed about sex, body parts, all of that. And being a nurse, uh, we don't have embarrassment. (laughs) Seen it all. So I'm ready to delve in and kind of see what we've got going on. Yes. But before... But before, before we get into that, we have a special corner, and it's the Would You Rathers. Last week's Would You Rathers sent in by our amazing heartthrob, Juicy J, questionnaire extraordinaire. 2.0. The last one was, uh, would you rather initiate sex every time or have your partner initiate sex every time now we had a total of eight votes and this is the one where uh facebook hated me and wouldn't let me do like the actual poll so um for some fucking reason i decided to put snaky snake as your partner initiating it and i had one two three four five six different snake memes hell so, yeah <laughs> Uh, six for your partner initiate it, and then two for them initiating it. Ooh. So that was that was fun. Um, the other one was the vaginal, right? The what you would rather give up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because that was the one that posted, and the other one didn't. Right. Like a jackass. Right, because it had some weird, like, underwater sea creature thing. Yeah. That <laughs> looked like a vagina. So the other one was, uh, would you rather uh, give up vaginal intercourse or oral sex? Um, Ten votes on this guy. Three people said they would rather give up vaginal intercourse. All of them being men. All of them are men. They're like, fuck it, just give me head. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then seven people said, uh, I'll give up oral sex. And... Most of them are women, so I'm like, we we get it, we get it, we get it, we fucking get it. (laughs) Men are like, I don't have a vagina, fuck that, I can give up that. (laughs) This does not pertain to me, but I'll vote anyways. (laughs) Meanwhile, we're like, no, we can't give up that dick. Like, no, buddy, because sometimes you're sloppy, and then sometimes (laughs) I'm like, I'm gonna read a book. Please get off of me. (laughs) Right, but if you just like let me get on, and then I can, you know, get up. Exactly. Exactly. Beans. Yeah, Bam. Ivy. Yes. Are you guys excited for the Would You Rather? Totally. It's so weird 
You have to like. I have to read them and come figure up with out them on your I own. I know. Part of me is like, I'm never gonna come up with the good ones. Like, <laughs> fucking Juicy J came in with some fucking bomb ass ones, and I'm like, well, here's my list. <laughs> here's a list of things. Um. Okay, so would you rather be a sex addict with plenty of other sexual partners or get married to a sex addict? Be a sex addict or get married to a sex addict? Yeah. Hmm. Now, being a sex addict, you're going to be a single one. And in perfect podcast world, you know, multiple partners. And you're all safe. Everybody's safe. Everybody's clean. And everybody's respectful. <laughs> and I won't see you at the hospital for antibiotics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right after. Have any objects removed from places <laughs> they should not be lodged in. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, Honestly, I think I would much rather be married to a sex addict. Only because I feel like I kind of, like, am on the verge of sexual addiction as it is. So we'd be like a pear. <laughs> like two peas in a pod. <laughs> Just going at it all the fucking time. We would never go out. Never. Like, we never, ever go out. I mean, I barely <laughs> see you now. Well, I mean, it's winter time. Winter time for <laughs> hibernating. <laughs> I mean, you could say you're going out if you just decorate the bedroom different ways every time. Yeah. Fucking like, idea master new, over here. A new scene every time. Mm-hmm. And then you guys wouldn't get tired of it. And then you're mm-hmm. going to pay a fucking weird electric bill because you have a small fucking rainforest. <laughs> or like a disco ball. <laughs> Multiple different lighting situations. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what about you, Ivy? I don't know. It's tough. I feel like... Being married to a sex addict, I guess, would be okay if you have that relationship with them and you can keep on their level. But in the same sense, if I couldn't keep up with them, then my marriage would fizzle out and I'd be depressed. So I almost think just being the sex addict and just having multiple partners would be better because then I'm not hurting anyone because I'm single so I can have the partners that I want. Um, And then I'm not worried about keeping up if we're not on the same sexual page. That was extremely, mm. like, logical and responsible. <laughs> I forgot. I'm not on the clock. All right. I'll get it together. <laughs> Here I am just like, well, I've never had a whole phase. I guess I'll be the sex addict. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would I would definitely be married to a sex addict because having somebody with an addiction can be hard. But at the same time, if you have that dependable, reliable person... You can still keep that addiction semi-underway. Like, it'll be great for your sex life. And if you're somebody with a high sex drive, it's already great. But also being like, maybe we need to give you some kind of hobby in between. (laughs) Like, stay in the house while I'm at work. (laughs) Please stop fucking the cheese. (laughs) You can have them build, like, the little model vaginas. For, like, the gynecologist's office. <laughs> that would be a that hobby, their, right? That's their goddamn it's job. It's an outlet. Like, for you're a... playing with vaginas all day, but... Oh, my you're God. You're dildos. You know what I mean? Then you're not, like, doing something else that's not with your wife. But you can still play with toys and vaginas. Yeah. Do you think that's, like, who actually dips dildos and, like, builds the model vaginas? Our sex addicts. <laughs> From the memes I've seen, it's older women working in sweatshops. But that's just the memes. Well, I mean, a lot more than sweating going on there. (laughs) All right. Well, good answer. Good answer. (laughs) Sorry, family feud there for a second. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. answer. You guys ready for the next one? Yes. Oh, I'm ready. Um, Would you rather your lover was secretly bisexual or was secretly gay? I mean, I guess I would have to say secretly bisexual because that means that we can still get it. <laughs> exactly. Because if they're secretly gay, then you're out of the equation. And they're right. no longer your lover. They're your best friend and shopping buddy if you still have a relationship after that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of need a shopping buddy, though. So, hello. Hi. <laughs> we work completely different hours. Yeah. But I oh. like shopping. I like shopping, too. I live right next to a mall. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, right there. Yeah. That's such a long drive. And fuck, I hate that mall. (laughs) (laughs) You live next to a mall that I fucking hate. Look, if you lived next to a mall, we could go to that one. Okay, but I would probably hate that one, too. (laughs) 
To be honest, I just hate malls. <laughs> we just go to Target. <laughs> yeah. Target, give us free shit. <laughs> it, we are not sponsored by Target, but we could be. We could be. <laughs> These chairs are squeaky. I got that chair from Target. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got that chair from Target. <laughs> Both of those chairs. This one I got from Ikea. <laughs> and there goes the sponsorship. I'm just kidding. This chair is magnificent. Send us more. Um, yeah, I probably just want to secretly bisexual partner. Then I feel like it's just, it's so much easier. But then again, I would be pissed that it was a secret. Well, I mean, coming out is a big deal, man. Yeah, but I'd be like, dude, we're fucking married. I've been sucking your dick for a while. How come this is, we've talked about many things that you could be like, you know what? I'm okay with it because this is the time I can come clean. I am bisexual. Look, when I told you I was bisexual, you could have just chimed in and been like, oh my God, me too. That's crazy because so am I. You could have put it in our wedding vows and I would have been like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> By the way, I'm bisexual. And I love you and I also love penis, <laughs> but I love your vagina the most. <laughs> because that's why I'm marrying because you. Because that's why I'm marrying you. That would be a fucking weird way to tell all of our close friends and family <laughs> That would be great, though. (laughs) Now I hate my wedding. (laughs) Okay. Here is our last would you rather. So, would you rather act porn with your partner but be unpopular or act porn with a stranger and be very popular? Hmm. Is popularity, like, at all linked to how much money you make off of the videos? I'm going to 100% yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kind of like YouTube. Probably the latter, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking do porn and not make money at it. Come on. I guess it depends on what stranger I'm acting out with. Hmm. Okay, so this is this is perfect podcast world. So, so who would you want it to be? Yeah. Like, it could be any stranger you would like it to be. I don't know. I think I'd still want to do it with my partner because I think it would just make things hotter and heavier and kind of elevate it to the next level there. Just open that little door and it's like, oh, hey, now we have a new thing. This is pretty great. (laughs) And who cares about, I mean, money is great, yes. But then in the sense, too, though, popularity can also be strewn another way and it can turn bad. So I'm obviously the softer of the three here. So I'm going to go with that answer. Yeah, I want money. (laughs) (laughs) I'll fuck any stranger that comes my way. Give me that millions. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We're in, we're in the wrong line of business. I don't know why we're just talking about sex. That's it. Get out the fucking cameras. <laughs> Get on right. Craigslist. Get, Get on, on Craigslist. Page. No, because I read a story about the Craigslist stumper, and we're not doing that, okay? <laughs> I don't want to go through the Craigslist stumper. Again. Definitely don't want to get stumped. I don't want to get stumped. <clears throat> Oh, I feel so bad for that girl still. I think about her often. I don't even know who she is. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. So that was our Would You Rathers. Yay! Those are so fun. What do you say um, Ivy helps us uh, guess which sexual fetishes God, these I are going to be today. fucking great. So we have a sexual fetish thing that Beans reads off these fucking wonky ass Unpronounceable. <laughs> it's from a uh, it's from an article on Thought Catalog called 50 Plus Sexual Fetishes You've Never Heard Of. And some of these we have heard of. We have. But other ones like have awesome like Latin-y type names and I bet you you know, with your medical background you might actually get some of these. That's possible. Medical terminology is a bitch. And even worse, trying to pronounce people's medications to them and look intelligent and not stupid when you're like, what the fuck does this say? (laughs) Like, I can't pronounce this pill, but it's for your blood pressure. Good luck. (laughs) It's blood pressure. (laughs) You just, uh, like, plug it into Google really quick. And And have that bitch read it off. (laughs) That's it. That's the one. That's what you're taking. <laughs> Thank God for brand names. They shorten it up and make it uh, usable because that's how they market. So yes. we just go with those. I'm like, this is the name you've probably heard of, so we'll use that one. <laughs> Literally the only good thing to come out of Big Pharma. Yep. <laughs> it's easy to pronounce words. Yes. Okay. So our first fetish, um, 
should be really easy for you. Okay, you say that all the fucking time. Well, it's hematologna. Is that a fucking blood fetish? Yeah. Fuck. Oh my god, you got it right off the bat. Uh. It's also known as vampire syndrome. Hematologna is sexual interest in blood or the desire to drink blood sensually. And then end up with a disease because you're drinking people's blood. That's <laughs> how you get HIV. Or an autoimmune reaction. Ugh. Yeah, please don't please don't drink other people's blood. If you do so, please check each other's blood types. Yes. There are, you can Google the chart for blood types and just make sure you don't have a blood reaction. Man, that's crazy. That's I didn't even think about fucking, that, man. Fucking medical. Well, if you think about it in the hospital, we actually have to do a dual verification. So when we give someone a unit of blood... I, as a nurse, it can either be a nurse or a CNA because they're all trained, but you have to stand in there and you have to read all the patients identifying information on their wristband and match it with the paper that's on the blood. Then you have to read the label on the blood, which is the unit number, the expiration, if it's A, B, O, if it's a positive or a negative. And then you have to make sure that it's been cross-matched, which is where we draw blood from you and our lab downstairs runs the cross-match to say you can have these types of blood, but you cannot have these. And then everything gets scanned in and you're still monitored because you can still have a reaction. Some people need blood that's reduced in certain ways with like leukocytes or other things like that. Not to get too medical, but you can have a reaction from blood if it is not matched accordingly. So it's something to think about. It's weird, but. So unless you're a fucking medical professional and you're a computer who knows that you can drink that blood, don't fucking drink other people's blood, please. I I watched uh, an episode of My Strange Addiction oh. with a girl who drank blood, but it was know. mostly, like, animal blood. The, mm, mm. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, that just, you know what, what's like, the next one? <laughs> no. That's the line I draw. I don't know why. Out of all the things. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce this. Oh, wait, no, I was looking at the wrong one. Okay. Oh, thank God. But that was coming up. <laughs> Celerophilia. Ooh. Could you use it in a sentence? My friend has celerophilia. <laughs> oh, good sentence. Celerophilia. Celerophilia. Um, is that the addiction to cells? No. Is it to solar beams? No. Um... I mean, I think of sclera when I hear solera, and that's, like, around the eye, but I can't think of anything else to do with that word, medical-wise. Solerophilia is the love of getting dirty, or getting your partner dirty, literally, prior to or during sexual intercourse. So it's just a fucking farmer? Like, who likes to watch somebody dig a hole? Like... Fucking just get in a fucking mud pit, wrestle around, and then go fuck. Or it's like everyday people who get home from the gym or work and are like, yeah. I'm going to have sex before I take a shower because I don't fucking care. Yeah. But these people, like, do it on purpose because they like it that way. Like, Does it say oh. they have a preference of what they get dirty with? No, it just says, uh... Oh, they just like just to get dirty. dirty. Like, oh, just getting, just getting dirty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's the opposite spectrum of people who need to fucking wash themselves off with bleach before sex and after. So that's crazy. You don't. (laughs) Stop it. Stop lying to them. (laughs) We promise not to lie. (laughs) (laughs) Literally freshly showered people are a huge turn on for me. I know. Like, ooh. I know. Yo ass is clean. Come here. (laughs) Whenever we fucking play darts and I just took a shower, you go, hug you for a little bit longer <laughs> every fucking time like you i don't notice clean. like i don't fucking notice <laughs> and braces a little too I can, tight i can stand a little bit closer oh so that's my butt stop touching it <laughs> well, mr clean one of your celebrity crushes mr clean's fucking hot he just has that like authority to him that you're like oh what yeah. fucking authority does mr clean have? <laughs> oh, he stands you, there with his arms do you crossed? see the confidence he portrays wearing he all does. white with no fucking fear hell yeah all white all the time because he's I would be fucking clean all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's fucking yeah, he is. He's a magic eraser. It's like him and Ty <laughs> probably hang out all the time. And the snuggle bear. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh 
Catuchinophilia. Remember how we were just talking about if you wanted to, you could copy <laughs> Should I that do it? I'm gonna do and fucking put that into Google, and that bitch will say it for you. <laughs> I might actually have to do that with this one. I mean, I feel like sometimes, like, the fun is with me mispronouncing everything. Oh, it absolutely but... is. Because it's part of me going, oh, is that this word? And you're like, that's not even close. And I'm like, oh, that's why I'm getting them all wrong. Um, so far, I'm going to say it's being attracted to, like, quadruplets. <laughs> Twins. Uh, Quadruplets. All right. So group sex. Well, just well, with like the siblings, though. Oh, like there's like on. there's a quad of them. Hang on, hang on. Oh, I didn't say it. That at was all, not. Right? No, that's. Ketoptronophilia. Ketoptronophilia. Is that cupcake fetish? Ketoptronophilia. Is that. Is that a cake fetish? <laughs> Is that a cake fetish where you have to be on the top? <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. It's a, it's a, it's a top layer it a cake fetish, fetish where you like to have sex on the top bunk. <laughs> Shit, that's a good one. Ooh, I like that, but no. Oh, is it close? Probably not. How far is it? <laughs> it is ketoptrinophilia is an intense sexual satisfaction derived from mirrors. I was so close. <laughs> Often satisfied by having sex, stripping, or masturbating in front of mirrors. So does that mean these people get down in like the fitting rooms with like the mirrors on every Hell side? Hell yeah! You know what? I'm I'm not gonna say it, but here I go. Pornhub probably has like a a subclass of all of that. Oh sure. In fitting rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's probably just called like in fitting rooms and not that. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like um, mirror fetish. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably you, just what they take it as. You ever see those like apartments or places that have like the mirrors? On the closet door. Oh, yeah. And, like, the bed is just, like, just like so. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I may or may not have had sex with a guy who had a mirror by his bed. I'll tell you, it was really hot. So he had catapidophilia. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think he got off more by me watching us have sex through it. So you have catoptophilia. Maybe a little bit. Well, that's fine, because we're finding out all these random fetishes <laughs> that we didn't know how to pronounce to begin with. I know, right? But most of it is fucking simple. Okay, one last one. Yes. This one doesn't have a fun name. Perfect. I'm bad at these two. Oh, wait. Fuck. Don't find a fun name for it. Cytophilia. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> My friend has cytophilia. <laughs> Or rather, it's a form of cytophilia. It's a form of cytophilia. Okay, so at first I have to know what cytophilia is. Yeah. And then so you have know. to know what form. And it's like, what a sub- sub- it's like a subclass. Fucking <laughs> 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 shit. Um, okay, uh, so is it just like the act of somebody sitting on you? No. Nah. Is it soot? Because those are my only two. Ivy, what's your guess? Uh, I have nothing. Cytophilia does not make any sense in my little mind right now. My wheels are turning. Okay, so this is a food fetish. Fuck! While some foods are actually aphrodisiacs because they have properties that induce sexual desire, sexual food play can involve any food that a person finds sexually stimulating. Food play is a form of cytophilia, which refers to arousal by erotic scenes centering food. Hide your cucumbers. Yeah. Oh, like and the carrots. The fucking spaghetti. Like eating spaghetti and making out over the spaghetti. Would, I yeah. Mean, it's a food fetish. Yeah, absolutely. That would be Anything like a thing. that, like, even, like, even, um. Like the ready whip bikini? Yeah, absolutely. Or edible panties. I just feel like both of those um, are really sticky. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Also, if anybody tried to eat my spaghetti, I'd probably stab them. I definitely don't have that. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> we sneak mom spaghetti <laughs> so that was uh fetishes yay, yay! how many did i get right none one. Oh yeah one i got one you right. got one right <laughs> and i'm still upset about the one <laughs> i would like to get more fun ones right instead of the ones that i'm like oh why do i know this one <laughs> okay oh. well um while we have our medical professional here Ivy, I would like to take this time to 
get to know you and your sexual preferences. Uh, Could you not say it like that? <laughs> That's just like the. I don't know why you had to hyper explain that. <laughs> so, anyways, Ivy, tell us about yourself. Uh, what exactly would you like to well, know? Like your, well, just pure out sex stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell us, tell us some of your kinks, some of your likes and dislikes. Um, likes and dislikes. I do not like my hair pulled. I was bullied as a kid, and boys used to pull my hair when I was in grade school. So that's just not a fun thing for me. Oh. I get my hair pulled, and I want to punch somebody instead of get aroused. So that's a no go in the bedroom. Um, <laughs> I think that's how I found my kink. <laughs> you know, just getting bullied. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, same. kinks. I don't mind being tied up. You can slap my ass. Just my ass, though. Don't think you can slap me in the face. It will not go well. Um, also, I'd, I'd rather do doggy style than missionary. Same. I got an ass, so I like to use it. Yeah. Plus, you get to have a little bit of control. I'm not a huge fan of being on top, though. It's kind of hard for me. Because then it's like, I feel like I get in control, and then he starts to chime in, and then it just throws things off, and then we got to start over. So so she's an aggressive dominant. Yes, absolutely. Like, you shut the fuck up while I'm up here. Not super <laughs> aggressive. I like it kind of 50-50, because then if we're open and honest about what we like, it's a better experience than just shying away. I was really shy when we first met, because I was like, well, I don't want to scare the shit out of you, but I don't know. I think he's actually worse than me. <laughs> As far as being shy or being aggressive? No, just, you know, being very vocal about what he wants and not being shy about just putting it out there. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So how does that compare to, like, your past relationships? Um, well, I think part of it, too, is, like, I've been married for nine years now almost, and we've been together for almost 12. So we have a much better relationship than the ones I've been in before. I feel like the other relationships, it was just pure sex. There's not, it's not as deep as it can be when you're married to somebody and you're literally, it's not just that you don't want to have sex or it's just having sex. Like when you're married and you're really in a committed relationship with someone, you're seeking out what you can do to make that even better for them and enhance that experience and make them want more and you know, is that what you really like? Because I'll do it. And if that's what you don't like, then I won't do it anymore. Whereas like relationships in my early 20s, all we did was drink and have sex. That's just kind of what it was. It's yeah. more emotion and mm-hmm. it was emotionless and more, I think, animalistic because it's just like, well, let's just fucking take our clothes off, have sex real quick and go do something else. Whereas now it's a little more invested, I think. Nice. Cool. How do you think... Um so you've mentioned, obviously, you think that he's worse than you are with kinks. Has he brought up any kinks that you were like, whoa, buddy, like, let's talk about this and slow down a minute? Um, No, not yet. He does want me to dress up, though. He does, like, suggesting certain things for me to wear. So little by little, I piece those together and, you know, pick out things and try to surprise him once in a while with something new. Um we, for so long, have worked opposite schedules, so it kind of sucks on, you know, us getting meeting together at the same time and one both of us being ready to go instead of, like, I slept two hours and I'm so tired, you can have sex with me, but I'll probably be sleeping while you do it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, once in a while when he gets home, you know, he doesn't expect it and I'm wearing something that I know he would like. Um, I got a really cheap Princess Leia costume on uh, clearance. Hell yeah. Rock that bitch. We ripped it a little higher than it needed to be after we played in it. But so, <laughs> just be good at sewing, friends, if you're going to have fun in your costumes. Um, but other than that, it's just trying to meet in the middle. I, I Even if I was shy, I was like, well, I'll try it once. If I don't like it, then I'll tell you I don't. But I'm willing to do that for you because I love you and I want to have that relationship with you on a different level. That's nice. That's, that is, like, number one, like, the the best example of communication in a relationship. Exactly. Like, ever. Like, them being together nine years, like, there, have you guys ever had, like, that fallout of communication where you feel like it just became really mundane? Um, I think at one point where we didn't see each other, so we weren't, um with each other often because it was as he was going, I was coming home and going to sleep and then I was getting up and leaving by the time he was coming home and going to sleep. So it got really hard, I think. Um, and we would kind of 
just not talk about how frustrated we were. And then finally, we just kind of reached that point where we're like, all right, we're just going to put it on the table. Because if you love somebody that much, then you're not going to be hurt by what they say. I mean, it might sting a little, you know, like, oh, man, I didn't know you felt like that. But throwing it out on the table and and being willing to be vulnerable in that moment to say, well, this is how I really feel. And I want you to know so that you know what's wrong and I'm not walking around slamming doors and resenting you instead of just telling you, then things are going to get so much better. And once we kind of hit that milestone, it's like we can go through anything and we're fine. And if we feel frustrated, we look at each other and we're like, it's just a shit day. This is what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. And we just kind of console each other from there. But uh, whether it has to do with sex or not, if you're not open and honest, you are going to build up a resentment, whether you feel you are or not. Um, you are human, so it's going to happen. And then that will kill not only your relationship, but it will fucking really kill your sex life. And, I mean, why do that? Exactly. Yeah. And we've been saying that for a while. But now you guys heard it from a medical professional. Yeah. So us non-sexperts knew some shit. <laughs> Speaking of medical, oh. I I need to know. Have you had any instances where you've had a patient come in with some sort of, like, sex-related injury? I have not, just because of the department I work in. Mm -hmm. I have heard that people have been in the ED to have things dislodged, but I was never told the details because I wasn't sitting still long enough to hear. But (laughs) I, I know it's not uncommon for people to end up in the ED because something get stuck somewhere while they're playing and they have to have it taken out safely. And I would love to get my hands on the x-rays. Oh God. Yes. I can just see Ivy in her fucking bathroom doing her fucking makeup, but looking at x-rays at the same time. (laughs) Like, Oh, that's just a weird place. Ah, brushing teeth. That's that's not where I thought you were going to go with that. Like I literally thought that you were imagining her on the John. No, like, Oh, like a (laughs) magazine. (laughs) We can make a flip book. Yes. <laughs> that would be a fucking weird flip book. That would be the worst fucking, like, thing to pick up in somebody's house. Just like, what are all of these x-rays and what the fuck? Yeah, but I have great stories to tell you. When you come out of my bathroom and you're holding this book, like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, well, that was the Coke bottle of 2012. It took 12 packs of lube, a warm towel, and two doctors, but we got it out. I mean, oh you know, goodness. that would be fun. That would be, be able to tell stories like that. That would be that. A weird. I mean, because you have to figure too. So think of the Halloween parties. If you want like a medical professional perspective on things getting stuck, like your ass, that, that is a sphincter that tightens. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So imagine getting something stuck in there that could potentially break. If you break something that's glass in there, you can bleed and you can bleed badly. So mm-hmm. be safe with your toys and don't shy away from the lube. Well, also make sure they're toys, not just like. Light bulbs or yeah. whatever was in the spare, oh you know, junk drawer yeah. while you were getting ready to go have fun. G.I. Joe. Don't put a fucking <laughs> yeah, leave the screwdriver. No, don't fuck around with screwdrivers. Ugh. We have very little rules on this podcast. We have a lot, actually. Mm. Uh, but we like to say it's very little. Um, one of them is anal toys should always have a stopper. Yeah. And, I mean... My personal rule is don't use random, like, glass. Like, if you're going to have a glass dildo, have, like, a certified glass dildo. Yeah, those are pretty solid. Like, yeah. Those you're pretty safe with, but don't go making your own. Yeah, that's what it's for. So, a yeah. discarded glass-blown pipe or something. Yeah. <laughs> just be just be safe. Like, don't be stupid. Stop being an idiot. <laughs> Actually, um, this exact conversation reminded me of a story that I read. This was on a this was on the Allure website that you gave to me. Yay! The article itself is called Eight Gnarly Sto- Sex Stories That Ended in the ER," and this particular one is called "Those Aren't Anal Beads." <laughs> oh my god. Uh, she says, I, I bought something at some cheap sex toy store that looked like anal beads to me, but I later learned were actually Benoit balls. Oh, They no. just had a string like a tampon at the end. No. Anal can be very scary, 
for me anyway, because I tense up and I always feel like I have to poop, but I was really determined to get into it, so I got these Benoit balls. My boyfriend was across country and we were having Skype sex, and I put them in for him and couldn't get them out. I really started to panic, which made it worse, and I lost the tail up inside me. I was so embarrassed, and my boyfriend wasn't there to help me and was telling me over the computer to calm down, but I just freaked out and went to the ER. I was sobbing and couldn't handle it, and it was so uncomfortable, so I took some of my anti-anxiety meds, and then I started to calm down. I got to the hospital and ended up going to the bathroom and squatting over the toilet and had a little poop baby and pushed it out in the bathroom. So she went all that way to the ER and just, like, stopped at the bathroom and went boop, boop. Yeah. (laughs) But I can only imagine how painful that was to, like, push them out on your own. Well, not only that, but, like, Benoit balls are weighted to strengthen the vaginal muscles. Yep. To strengthen that vaginal floor. Your... Your fucking ass is so tight already. You, you don't, don't. You don't you need, need to strengthen you don't need it. Need to strengthen it. <laughs> but what happens is, like when you tighten up like that, like correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not this expert. <laughs> but doesn't it like go further in because it's like you have two sphincters? Yeah. So you might insert what you think is there, but if you keep going, there is another sphincter to get through. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to guide it up through there, and I don't want to imagine what it feels like coming out. Oh, my God. Dude, that's like trying to get through a fire door. Oh, my God. So it's painful. Painful to (laughs) hear. It's terrible. Um, We have a saying in my line of work that goes, you use the right tool for the right job. If you want anal beads, then fucking buy anal beads. Well, it's also, if, if you're one of those people who, like, if you're just starting to get into anal play... Please, no matter how fucking awkward it is to ask that person behind that counter, ask them. That's what they're there for. Please. I know that guy may look creepy. You are in a sex shop. He is <laughs> supposed to help you buy the correct item. Mm-hmm. If you're like, hey, I'm looking for anal beads and you have Benoit balls, they'll be like, well, those aren't it. Please don't buy those. <laughs> like, they'll point you in the right direction. They're there to help you. They may be weird and it may be scary, but fucking A, please don't get Ben Wallball stuffed up your ass. And I promise you, they are not judging you. No, they work in a sex shop. They're there to fucking help. They're they're who we are. Yes. But they just have the right job. (laughs) Like, I probably should work in a fucking sex shop. That's probably my calling. Yeah. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go work in a sex shop. Okay. Because it's my calling. But I want one of those creepy ones with no fucking windows and it's all, like, the entire thing is brick. But, like, a painted brick. <laughs> but, like, an obviously just painted brick where it's like, oh my goodness. how long has this building really been here? And then you walk in and I'm behind the counter just popping gum reading, like, some kind of sex magazine or something and be like... Or like a trashy romance yeah. novel. <laughs> I'm just, like, sitting there with my feet on the counter and be like, what are you here for? Oh, it's in that corner. Just like... <laughs> I'm sure that the people at the sex shop take their job way more seriously than that. Uh, I promise you they probably find such fucking joy being able to help somebody pick out the right teddy or <laughs> helping somebody like, this is our highest rating silicone vibrator. <laughs> well, you need someone there to tell you what's silicone and what's latex. Watch those allergies. Yes. yes. And not only that, what lube to fucking oh, pair man. with what? Because if you pair the wrong lube with the wrong toy, guess what? Your mm. toy's getting eaten up. It's not going to be enjoyable. Now you got to buy a whole new toy because... The lube dries out and yeah. you're like, nope, that was not what I needed for this situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, why does this hurt all of a sudden? Exactly. I always say water-based is the way to go. Water-based lube is always the best way to go. But then again, I have all silicone toys, so... Right. Same. I like silicone. It feels like silk. Uh, I will tell you, though, um, I rarely ever use lube. Well, I mean, you also don't necessarily always need it. No. I I usually get myself worked up to the point where I don't need it. Yeah, you're a really wet girl. It's like a fucking slip and slide down there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens when you know your body. So you know what you need. Exactly. Yeah, there are some people who, you know, like me, every once in a while, sure, won't need lube but i'm not gonna fucking lie to myself Mm -hmm. like i need it 
Yeah. But that's also because the antidepressants I take dry me up. Yeah. So I need extra help. So just... <laughs> ain't no shame in my game. <laughs> Which is true. There are meds that will cause you to be dry. And it's not just your eyes. It's not just your mouth. That includes your vagina. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. And you know what? If your mouth is dry, then your vagina is dry. If your eyes are dry, your vagina is dry. Mm-hmm. Bitch, so drink skin, some water. Your skin's starting to crack. Eat a banana. Better look downstairs. <laughs> so just make that grocery list. You need a bottle of water, some artificial tears, and a good water-based lube. Yeah. Artificial tears. Yes. I really can't. <laughs> I would like a shirt that just says that. <laughs> um, Actually, artificial tears is my lube of choice. <laughs> Well, you know what? I just figured it out. She can't use is. the real ones. They just put her over the top. No, yeah, the blood of short. my enemies is what gets me going. <laughs> well, you better be careful. You might have a reaction. <laughs> you don't want to have a blood reaction. Not again. Okay. Um, I also have a story. Let's hear it. Okay. So uh, this one is by the New York Post. And this one is labeled the sexual mishaps that sent those couples to the ER. Um, if you guys don't know, there's a theme. <laughs> um, as an, or, so this is, uh, Dr. Bob Slay, uh, intervenes when a lawyer's wife, <clears throat> when a lawyer's wife face off with his mistress in the ER. Oh, oh, oh. So, um, I feel like this was on an episode of Sex Sent Me to the mm. ER. You know what? How many of those? But it's, you know what? So it's similar, but it's not the same one. Because actually the uh, episode of Sex Sent Me to the ER came up mm-hmm. when I sent you guys your <laughs> your stories. Yes. So we all didn't have the same ones. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm just going to set. No. Because I'm sure once we talked about it, everybody was like, oh, my God, let's go on Netflix right now. Or Hulu. It was on Hulu. Right? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah. Um, Sex Explained is on Netflix. Yes. And that's another good short series. That one I have to go watch. I have not watched that one yet. I might actually have to rewatch it because I wasn't really paying attention when I was watching the first time. I mean, that makes sense. There's some good information on there, like the science behind, like, conceiving and Yeah, and shit I saw like that. that. It's just awesome. Okay, so another one from that, uh... I haven't even read mine. Oh! <laughs> You just, like, paraphrase it. I'm sorry. No, because you uh, said I heard two. this one, and I said, no, it's similar, but it's That's not right. the same one. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so um, this is from the perspective of, uh, like, pretty much the doctor. So, as an ER physician, Dr. Bob Slay has seen his fair share of sexual... That in- sounds like a fake name. Weird flex, but Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why it's a fake name. Well, HIPAA isn't a thing. Anyway, right. sexually inflicted injuries. But even he had to exclaim, wow, when he encountered a cheating lawyer with a private part the size of a softball. Wow. 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 I kept asking if he wanted if he wanted pain medicine, and he kept replying, no, recall slide. He enjoyed the pain. The lawyer refused to say what happened, but when his mistress ran into the ER, the whole kinky tale came out. His wife had stopped by his office for a lunch date and caught the pair engaged in S&M. She then gave her cheating spouse a swift kick in the groin that landed him in the ER. While in the waiting room, both the wife and the mistress, who hadn't known her sex partner was married, bonded over their anger at his two-timing ways. The patient's manhood was saved by surgery, but his marriage wasn't so lucky. His wife announced to the ER that she would be seeking a divorce with his mistress, who had also happened to be an attorney. Oh. Representing her. Karma didn't come full circle. Karma did come full circle on this particular gentleman that day, Slay says. Bro... I'm sorry, but maybe if you're going to cheat on your wife, don't cheat on her with a fucking lawyer. Dude, don't cheat on her with a lawyer and then have those two accidentally meet. Maybe don't do it in your fucking office. That's the one thing that gets me is when guys are like, I'm going to cheat on my wife with this really hot person. I'm going to do it in a place where she knows where I am at at all times. Mm -hmm. Where she can fucking walk in at any moment. Right. Like, what the fuck? It's so dumb. People are dumb. 
Yeah. It keeps me in business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say there's more than just that that keeps you in business. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Disease. Things like that, but... So, how hard does somebody have to kick somebody else in the groin for them to have to have surgery? Mm. Is it, like, super hard or just, like, just the right kick? Well, and the thing is, did he get, did he get like, the whole package? Because I can only imagine, like... I think it would depend on what he had surgery for. So, I mean, there's a lot of vasculature in the penis. That's how it engorges with all the blood flow. So, she could have either ruptured blood vessels, which caused damage, or... Similar to an ovarian torsion, you can have a testicular torsion where your testy actually twists in the scrotum and you lose blood flow, which it then has to be twisted back to help the blood flow. And that was kind of what I was thinking would be, it would be more like a testicle That's type what, injury. Because yeah. it says if you're getting a, a kick part of the private. Yeah. Like if you're getting a kick to the groin, that's what's being mostly effective. Yeah. That was the size of a softball. Yeah. So does that mean it twisted on itself and it, it just like kind of exploded? It could have, could have, like, would it have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fucking, would it, it swelled? Yes, swelled. Would it have swollen? <laughs> well, definitely, because it's missing blood flow, so it's kind of freaking out. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> his ball is freaking out know? while he was freaking out. So basically, like, to describe the pain that would probably feel like when you have a heart attack, the pain, the excruciating pain you're feeling is because a part of your heart isn't getting blood flow. So that would be the same kind of pain, but in your testicle, I can also attest to having had three ovarian torsions because I'm the luckiest girl in the world. It feels like you are on your fucking deathbed. Shit. There is no amount of medication that helped me the first time. I think it took them four rounds of pain meds and they tried three different ones to get me under control. And that didn't even take my pain away. It just brought me down to the point where I could white knuckle the bed and not scream out loud until they were able to twist it back and the blood flowed again. Christ. Testy attack. Like instead of heart attack. <laughs> Testy attack. <laughs> I'll bang on the morphine. story. <laughs> It's going to be the fucking name of our memoir. <laughs> Attack of the testicles. <laughs> Bam and bean story. Uh, kick to the sack edition? Yes. Instead of kick to the curb. <laughs> Reasons why I was fired. Kicked in the sack edition. All right. So I think I have one. Yes. This is from the link that I was given by Bams on Did You Know? The article is 15 people share their emergency room sex stories. Yay! And some of these, you know, they're interesting, but they're pretty simple. Things stuck up butts. You know, I had a massive headache after I got head. Well, I mean, okay, but it never happened again, so that's not fun for me. I want to know why. Yeah. Um, But I did find one called, it's number six on the article, Good Old Doug. Um, And to paraphrase... Doug, um, the story's about him, and it's from his roommate. So they were roommates in college. He obviously was a fucking slob, and he said he's used to weird shit all over the place, always watching porn. Um, And then his girlfriend comes to town, and they were in the room for most of the day. And then he leaves, and he's like, okay, Doug's been gone for hours. Where the hell did he go? And he comes back with an ED bracelet on his wrist. So it looks like he was in the ED. Wants to know what happened. So they couldn't find um, a penis ring. So they made their own and they decided the best thing to use in the room was a padlock. And then as brilliant as they were, they used the padlock and couldn't find the key. (gasps) And as the blood flow was being more and more restricted, he didn't want to lose his dick. So he raced himself to the ED and uh, he said it took quite a long time. And the roommate speculates that, Half of the reason it took so long was because they wanted to show everybody what an idiot he was and have everybody come look at him. <laughs> the other yep. half of the time was because they had to saw this padlock off. Mm-hmm. And as you saw, you create heat. And that heat is next to your dick. So yep. you have to take short oh breaks. Oh, my God. Let it oh. cool down and then come back. Oh, my goodness. All in all, he saved his dick. Hopefully, he'll grow a brain. Man. What a hot dog that must have been. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. 
Oh. Well, you know what? A padlock is a new one for us to tell people. Probably don't use a fucking padlock. Yeah, maybe not. You Especially know, if you're going to just fucking lose the key. What the fuck? For one, okay, anything that needs a key, don't, like, don't. Just stop. Stop what you're doing right now. Unless you are the most responsible person and you have hung up that key and two people have seen that key hung up and then you tape that key to the wall and then you make sure that that piece of the wall is not going anywhere. Oh, fuck that. You tape that key to your hand. Not true. You just have a backup. And then you have that backup next yes. to that key on the wall. And then you tape that piece <laughs> to the wall. First time we used handcuffs, we lost the key in the sheets. Couldn't find it anywhere. But thank God we had a backup. We just had oh. to walk together to it. <laughs> <laughs> walk together. Oh, my goodness. Were you on, like, opposite, like, the same hand? So it was, like, that weird... I don't remember. It was spur of the moment. I really we had just moved into our house and we were literally on a mattress in the living room. We haven't even set up the house yet. Oh my god. Yeah. And then wow. we were doing our thing and the key disappeared. And thank God we had an extra. It was probably somewhere like your ass was like, I'm gonna hide this for later. <laughs> don't know, but you know, <laughs> just have a spare. All of a sudden, like two days later, your dog finds it. <laughs> I mean, you trust your best friend or one of your family members to have your spare car key or your spare house key. Call up your best friend. I need you to hold my handcuff key, my padlock key. Yes, my padlock key. The key to my bondage outfit. Like just make sure you have a spare. The key to my chastity belt. Like, there you go. We, um, okay, well, I I mean, as much as I would love to give you the key to my chastity belt, I would trust you less <laughs> <laughs> to the key to my chastity belt. Because you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to use this key real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so when you were talking about heat um, with that last story, it kind of ties into this one. It's called Hot Bondage. Oh, God. So I wanted to tie my girlfriend up and go down on her. I had bought some rope and uh, some rope to experiment and thinking I was being resourceful, tied her hands to a pole near her bed in her apartment. I didn't realize that that pole was to a heater. <gasps> Don't trust old New York apartments for bondage. She was tied up and I was going down on her. It was going well and she was moaning and all of a sudden moans turn into screams. I remember thinking, I'm not that good. <laughs> And realized these were not screams of pleasure. The heater was turned on and her hands were being burned. Of course, now I can't untie the stupid knot I used to tie her up. By the time I finally get her undone, the poor thing was burned pretty bad. The burns were so bad she had she was in so much pain that we had to go to the ER for them to be treated. She still has scars today on her hand, which are pretty visible. And I feel awful that she has a permanent reminder of the incident. Oh. I just really need to stress this one thing. If you're going to play with bondage, with ropes, with restraints like that, please, please, please always have a set of scissors nearby. Oh, yeah. When you're dealing with complicated knots and, you know, you're using pressure and things like that, there's, you know, um, a lot of different elements that could tighten those knots. Just have scissors. Not to mention panic. Exactly. He saw she was hurt. Panic set in, so he couldn't think of what he was doing mm -hmm. because he was freaking out trying to get her free. Or learn how to do a quick release knot. We yeah. use them in the hospital. Mm -hmm. You can still tie something down, but it just takes one tug and the knot is released and you can do it in seconds. You don't have to think about it. You can still tie someone up and you're still safe, but you have that easy out. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like the idea of bondage is always so great like there's so many different things you can do there's sensual there's sexual bondage but it's also if you're gonna dive into it read up on it mm -hmm. like beans and i have talked about reaching out to your local bdsm chapter getting people to help you understand that kink because yeah. it can be really fucking dangerous mm -hmm. it's one of those kinks where you can cut off blood flow to a lot of important places really fucking quick yeah so, I am just amazed by the people who go above and beyond to help other people understand bondage play. And there's so many people that feel uncomfortable asking. But again, ask that creepy guy behind the porn shop counter. Mm -hmm. Because he probably fucking knows a thing or two. So, he probably has a favorite rope. He probably has a book that you can read, Bondage for Dummies. <laughs> like... 
There's actually a really good one by the Naughty Brothers or Naughty Boys. Yeah. Um, it's I've had it in my Amazon cart for a while. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a lot of good resources out there. I mean, there's YouTube. There's yeah. you know t- t- quick tutorials, and they always uh pr- they always preach safety first. Exactly. In these things, when you're doing a form of bondage that involves a sort of um, restraint and you, you trusting another person, like literally trusting them with your life. Yeah. Safety has got to be your number one concern. I mean, we always talk about perfect podcast world, but that's only while you're listening to us. And if you're listening to us while you're having sex, bravo, champ, keep that pace. But remember, we don't resonate into your sex life. Like, you have to be the one who takes those precautions. You have to be the one who follows up with yourself. You have to be the person to read that book. I can tell you how to tie a knot, and I can try to show you, but you can't fucking see what I'm doing. So, (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't, it would not be the same. So, I mean, one day when Beans and I are on the road and we're doing live shows, we'll definitely do a bondage setup. Kind of oh like God. how they did the traveling firefighters and oh. like, get out of the smokehouse. <laughs> Can we also have like awesome performers? Like, you know, the people that do like the uh, suspension. Oh my God, yes. You mean <gasps> pink? Can we have pink on our show? Well, I was thinking a little bit more extreme, but yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think we could really afford pink. I think if we set our minds to it. You know, the people with, like, the awesome surface piercings that get suspended by them, and they, like, fucking... Do a contortionist. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, Contortionists are always so amazing. Like, those people... How do you do it? How do you fit into like, a tiny little suitcase? Do how do you do it? I literally was scrolling through my porn the other day, and I was like... And it was like, woman sucks herself off. And I was like, oh my god, contortionists. You don't need anybody. Don't need anybody. I'm like, fuck. This <laughs> is like... I watched it for a minute, and I was like, wow, I really just want to send her, like, a thank you card or something, because that's just, that was amazing. <laughs> Damn, I really need to start working on my, uh, yoga. Your yoga? I need to start working on my, uh, what do you call it? Words are hard today. Or, <laughs> what's the word? I The flexibility. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not what I was going to say, so I'm happy you said a word first. <laughs> I I was gonna say chi. <laughs> yeah. Work on your chi. Well, bam. Well, beans. It's getting to be about that time. Okay, Ivy. Are you ready? I'm ready. What's your favorite sex toy? Hypothetically or from experience? Favorite sex toy. I mean, I guess. When Bam sold Pure Romance, I bought this amazing, amazing. And now it wasn't just amazing in how it worked, but it looked pretty. Because face it, I'm a girl. Yeah. It was this really cute blue vibrator with purple polka dots. And it was silicone. She got the Sully. She got the Sully. (laughs) (laughs) So Sully and I were best friends for quite a while. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And I love the Sully. That and a <laughs> pair of silk bondage ties. Didn't get a chance to use those before I lost them. So we're going to look at replacing those. Oh, man. I mean, you could just go to the local porn store. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask that creepy guy. Yeah. yeah. You ask ask the creepy you guy. Lead you me to those silk ass sex ties. Guys. And tell me your favorite knot. <laughs> Fucking ass that guy yes. behind the counter. All right, bam. Okay. Shall we? What's the first thing you would do if you woke up one day and you were the opposite sex? Oh, my God. I would swing my dick around like it was an elephant trunk. That would be the first fucking thing. Hell, For one, yes. I'm going to just go fucking full Chippendale. I'm just going to run into the bathroom, look in the mirror, and just start fucking waving it around. <laughs> then I'm going to see how durable it go is. Go for the helicopter? I'm, yes. I'm going to see if I can get a perfect spin in. And then I'm going to start sending, like... I'm going to have to call Beans and be like, listen, it's not weird, but here I go. I'm going to send you a dick pic. Look at what I can do with this thing. <laughs> and then it's going to be you stacking books on top of it. Yeah, I would just, I would see how durable it is. Like, I've heard stories of men who are like, when I was coming into puberty and started touching myself, like, there are some people who are like, yeah, I would just like see how much pressure I can add on to it. Like, I would look at my penis as my best fucking friend and we're going to beat each other up. Let's figure out. 
how far we can go. Fuck this. I wouldn't care about anything. I would wear sweatpants and see how many times I could get a boner in public. (laughs) I would wonder. I would want to know. Because so many people are like, you just get boners out of nowhere. I'm like, I feel like you have to think of something. Like, it's not just a light breeze. Because I'm not 15. I'm not just going to get a fucking boner because... A not even if they were fleece pants. Oh, you know what? Fleece doesn't even turn me on that much, so I feel like maybe my penis wouldn't be that turned on. Like it's fleece. It's what if warm. you had silk boxers? If I had silk boxers, that'd be a different story. Mm-hmm. Like boner time all the time. <laughs> but then I would really hope. Okay, perfect podcast land. Yeah, perfect if podcast. Tomorrow land. I woke up and I had a penis. I would probably. Like, the world would be completely different. So I'd probably just start wondering. Like, I would shove my penis in somebody else's orifices. I'm going to fucking experiment. I'm going to assume I have 24 hours. So I'm going to start fucking people. No apple pies first? Just any hole. Like, I'm going to figure out what holes are. Just don't go in the ear. No, no, no. See, that's not like, that's not. I'm just saying, you said orifices. I'm a medical professional. I'm trying to make sure people are safe. So I'm going to go with like (laughs) the three main ones. Okay. Shove it in somebody's mouth. Put it up the butt. And let's figure out how vaginal sex works. Woo. Like, I know what I like. I'm going to hope to pleasure many women before (laughs) the (laughs) hours are up. That would just be my hope. Okay. Not that I thought about it. (laughs) That was definitely a well thought out plan. I promise you, like, people have asked me this before, and I'm like, I'm fucking helicoptering this shit. I would definitely want to see how many dick ups I could do. Oh my god, yes. Like, for one, just the idea of having a penis, I would be really excited. I would just love to have a penis. Just for 24 hours. Pop a Viagra for fun. Hell yeah. See? And time it to see if I can hit that four hour mark or not. But. In the same sense, I don't want to hit it because I know what they do to get it down. So What do they do? They put a needle in your dick. <gasps> and they suck out because it gets engorged with blood and then they have oh. to relieve that. So they have to put a needle in and pretty much drain it. They have to drain the snake. Oh my goodness. So if your erection lasts more than four hours, please don't be deterred to go to your medical professional. Actually, you might want to try and figure out how to get that down by yourself before you have to go and get or a needle in your dick. Or just tell to punch you in the face so you are knocked the fuck out when they do that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask Wait, do they, keep you, do they keep you awake for that process? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. No. No. Oh, my God. You know what? My my I'm imaginary sure they give you penis, penis hurts but yeah, just you're thinking not about sedated. it. My penis that I'm going to have tomorrow is already in pain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, beans. Yes, bam. I feel like we're back to this this groove we had so many millennias ago. It feels like forever. Doesn't it feel like forever to you? Nah. <laughs> well, that's right. I'm, I'm pretty much your dog. I have no sense of time. <laughs> that's kind of my issue. I have no fucking sense of time. Okay. Oh, okay. This one's fun. Lighthearted. I'm going to hate it. I was going to say that sounds, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, she said it in a way to make it, it's like when you talk to your dog, like, yeah. do you want to go to the vet? Yeah. <laughs> you say something really bad, but you say it high pitched. Mm-hmm. It's lighthearted. Okay. Uh-huh. Beans. Yeah, bam. What's the most number of times you masturbated in one week? In one week? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Hold, please, while I get a calculator. <laughs> right. Like, dude. I've had some, I've had some really... Really horny weeks in my okay, life. Okay, well, it said you've, like, I'm sorry. What's the most number of times you've ever masturbated within one week? So probably your highest counting week. Right. Like, a lot. That's not a number. I mean, let's say... Fuck, she's counting. <laughs> yeah. The wheels are turning. Was it this past week? No. Oh. <laughs> but close. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm just going to use, like... An average? Yeah, use the average. Like, saying that in this particular week, I was really horny, and I masturbated for, like, an average of three times a day, that would put me at 21. Okay. That's a, I mean, that's a solid average. Yeah. So is it before or after meals? Is it, like, a appetizer? Or is it <laughs> a fuck? Well, sometimes it, it, it's honestly, like, uh... Is it breakfast, lunch, dinner? There are times where, um... 
my fiance and I, we have like a difference in the times that we get up. And sometimes I wake up when he leaves and I can't get back to sleep. So I'll just fucking bang one out and then. Yeah, and then you sleep better. Then I'll wake up like an hour later and, you know, do it again. And then, you know, hop in the shower and go to work, come home. You know, he's doing his thing in here on the computer and I just wiki, 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 DJ Dibbles a little bit yeah. more. Maybe I'll do it a couple more times. Like, it's spread out throughout the day. I mean, it's a it's a healthy <laughs> thing to give your body what it wants in a healthy amount. Yeah. And I will tell you, I masturbate a lot more when I'm, like, on my period. Oh, absolutely. Because it helps relieve the cramps. Oh, I... Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's... it Having sex... I always say what soldier doesn't like a little bit of blood, so... <laughs> I mean, y'all should be wearing condoms anyway, so stop fucking freaking out about it. Um, I mean, honestly, it will 100% relieve your cramps. Mm -hmm. And if you're over the age of 21, which you should be by listening to this podcast, well, I mean, over the age of 18. Yeah. You know what? 18 or older. We're going to do it smoker rules now. You guys have to be 21. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, having a beer also is like, if you have really bad cramps, have a fucking beer. Have a half Mm -hmm. a glass of wine. Hey, you know what? Relaxing. As long as you're responsible, yeah, and you've got responsible adults around you that approve, like whatever. I mean, I, I mean, we do not condone underage drinking. No, that's why I said if you're the age of twenty-one. <laughs> Once again, twenty-one. I'm not like regular moms. I'm a I'm cool, a cool mom. mom. We're not a regular podcast. We're, We're a, a cool, cool podcast. podcast. <laughs> We're the fucking worst people to take advice from. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, uh, I would like to, once again, thank you, Nurse Ivy, for coming on the podcast. Hello, Nurse. My pleasure. Talking to us about sex and, you know, how it pertains to your job. I feel like you have added some really awesome insight on things that we didn't have insight on before. Yeah, like, there was a few things I'm happy she was here with. (laughs) Those fucking fetishes, like... Yes. A round of a fucking applause. I would have never been like, y'all could get sick from other blood. I would have been like, that's Sorry. just gross. Don't do it. Sorry to be medical, but yeah. It's kinda... No, that's what we wanted. We wanted yes. it for this Try one. not to get too deep into like the medical lingo. But yeah, there's just things out there that you don't really think about from that perspective just because you've never had to. Before becoming a nurse, I would have never thought of that because it just wasn't on my radar. And then having that different perspective, which is also... This is a safe environment. They're talking sex with you and they're talking about it and sharing their experiences and other people are coming in to share theirs as well. That's how you gain perspective and that's how you learn. Knowledge is power. There's nothing wrong with sex. It's a normal part of your life. You shouldn't shy away from it. Don't feel shy talking about it. Um, This coming from a girl who got a meme from her mom on Nurses Day that said, Happy Nurses Week to someone who has seen more vaginas than a prostitute. Or more penises than a prostitute. That's how it went. Yes. And I was like, Mom, thanks. Probably true at this point, but thank you. So, I mean, just don't be shy about it. Yeah. All right, you guys heard it here. Once again, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at bamandbeans at gmail.com. Or if you're not sure about some of the lingo that Nurse Ivy has brought to you today, please hit us up on Facebook so we can go ahead and correct it for you. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. I've been working on my podcast. God, I hope it's good.